Today I'm going to speak on where the terrorists are right. That's right. I'm going to speak on where terrorists are right. Is this some insane proposal? Today we got the shocking and absolutely horrible news that in Afghanistan the Taliban had beheaded a young girl because she used to play volleyball. And terrorism is right? <laughs> That's only one incident among, among so many. But it really brings it home when, when the young girl just has her life ahead of her and she's just killed because she used to play volleyball. But how much suffering have how much suffering have terrorists imposed? Actually, the, the Taliban doing that in Afghanistan is not s correctly speaking terrorism because it's done by the government, and we can expect worse to come from that religious government. So, how am I saying that terrorism? Is right. I'm not saying that terrorism is right, not at all. But they have a point in one sense. Is there anything good to say about them? Is there? I'm not saying terrorism is right. No way it's right. But let us think. What drives people to do such nasty? It's just a, what a horrible thing. How many humans could imagine beheading another human? How can anyone do that? But they're doing it. It's probably going on right now as I'm saying this. You might think that if you go to a slaughterhouse, most people eat meat, but if you go to a slaughterhouse, you'll see the same kind of thing going on. And you, you may wonder, how could anyone do that? You see all the blood and the suffering and the fear of the animals and the pain. But what drives one human to do that to another human? How could anyone be so cruel? It seems impossible, yet it is a fact of life, not just at the present time, but it's been there as long as human society has existed. Civilizations are built on violence. What is it that drives one human to be so cruel to other? Ultimately, this terrorism, it's an ideological come emotional issue. And definitely the terrorists, they are driven by ideology. You may not agree with their ideology, but they have in their minds a reason for doing what they're doing. I doubt very much if any of the terrorists are great philosophers, although there are persons associated with them, the ones who sit at home and send the other people out to be killed in the name of whatever their, whatever their cause is. But in their own way, these terrorists, they're, they're They've looked around at the world, seen it. They're not content at the prospects of their life ahead. They don't like what's going on, and they want to change it. It's an ideological action. 
you may not want to give it such a, a high-sounding title, but actually, it's an ideal. Uh, it's an ideological action. They want to change the world. For what in their mind is something better? What they want to change it into, and their means of doing it. We cannot agree with that. Therefore, it's called terrorism because it creates terror. But what is the world today that they want to change it? So that they're they're so committed to change it that they'll do such extreme actions. Extreme, yeah, they're also called extremists, right? What is the world? Just work, get some money, and no higher ideal. Very shallow kind of life. It's institutional mindlessness. That you go through life and don't think deeply, don't have any real high ideal. I'm going to read from an article which appeared in the London newspaper, The Observer, in October 1972. It's from an article written by the eminent English historian Sir Arnold Toynbee. He wrote, I'm just paraphrasing it slightly, the cause of the world's malady in 1972, if we think, oh, 1972 is so peaceful, there was no terrorism. Well, in the slaughterhouse there was. Anyway, he was talking about the world's malady at that time, and the world situation has undoubtedly got much worse since then. So he wrote that the cause of the world's, the world's malady is spiritual. We are suffering from having sold our souls to the pursuit of an objective which is both spiritually wrong and practically unattainable. We have to reconsider our objective and change it, and until we do this, we shall not have peace either among ourselves or within each of us. Very well said words from Arnold Toynbee, that the whole objective of society is... Wrong. We've sold our souls to the pursuit of an objective which is spiritually wrong. Just enjoy ourselves for as long as we live. And it may be enjoying by being nice to each other and smiling at each other. It may not, it may not be extremely gross, but there's no higher aim. Basically, what's going on all over the world is the consumer society, which is based on greed fueled by lust, sex, desire. Uh, A lot of this terrorism, Islamic terrorism, all terrorism is not Islamic, but a lot of it is, has come out of the disgust with the decadence of the consumeristic society. So, I would say that's right. They have a point. The way they express it, agree 0%. But they're making a point, and the point gets lost underneath their extreme actions. But 
they, whether they think as deeply as Arnold Toynbee or not, they are protesting about the decadence and the, the spiritual vacuity of society today. And as Arnold Toynbee wrote, the, the objective is practically unattainable. The idea that we shall get peace and happiness by the consumeristic society and run, it runs along with all kinds of, again, vacuous pursuits such as sports and promoting cinema heroes and all kinds of useless stories in like Harry Potter and all this kind of meaningless, meaningless. It doesn't satisfy the soul. Therefore, Arnold Toynbee says, unless we reconsider our objective and change it, we won't have peace within us, and then how can we have peace in the whole society? So terrorists, they want to change society, which is needed. That is where they are right. Another way that they are right is that by force and fear, they can further their aims. They, they have this conviction that by force and by instilling fear, they can further their aims. And they're, tr they're right. They are correct, as is shown in Afghanistan and in parts of the Western world, for instance, in parts of London, United Kingdom. Sharia law is de facto in force, enforced by force, because the, the force of the majority of the residents in that area is able to, by whatever, by fear or whatever, they, they overpower the force of British law. So they're right in that sense. Now, there, there's a, here I'm using the word right in two different ways. There's morally right or ideologically. Yeah, ideologically, in, to some extent, we have to agree that they are right. Morally, in the sense of their tactics, they are not right. Now, they're also right in the sense that they can further their aims by terrorism. So that's right in a sense of being correct. <clears throat> now, what are we going to do about it? We can sit and talk about it. We might get blown up in the meantime. Even to talk like this can be dangerous for myself. In the United Kingdom, which is a regular recipient of terrorism coming from a certain religious group, which, was, which they always write, but we, we know who it is. They have attempted to contain that by peaceful means, by vigilance of potential radicals. And, uh, but it isn't working, is it? this just a few days ago, 
an MP was killed by a terrorist, single terrorist, was able to kill a member of the British Parliament. It isn't working. Terrorism is continuing. In, in, the, in Britain also, they're, by, they're tending to instill in people in general, and particularly in certain communities, quote-unquote, be good, be nice, don't be extreme, don't be a bad boy. Well, boys become bad because they're frustrated. So they may think then, what's the solution? In, in Kashmir, the, the government of India thought, well, we'll make the solution that we'll, we'll provide jobs and the, the, the youth are becoming radicalized because they're frustrated, they don't have jobs. Give good jobs to everyone. But many terrorists are well-educated and either previously had good jobs or they could have at the present time, but they choose nevertheless to be terrorists. And why? Simplistically put, but accurate also, not inaccurate, they see the hollowness of society today. They are right in seeing the problem, but very, very wrong in their manner of addressing it. So the leadership of society should take this very seriously. They are taking it seriously, no doubt. But what are they going to do? They can't, you can't stop terrorism by force. You can try. And some people, they, 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 they suggest some radical solutions like kill them all or export them all. But these are, it's not realistic. And even if you do that, then you're not, you're, you'll then you'll increase the resentment. You may have shifted your problem which you see as a certain group of people, you may have shifted them somewhere else, but from that somewhere else, they'll cause you problems. But you can't, it's, it's unrealistic anyway. As Arnold Toynbee said, the, the objectives of society, the whole direction of society, the whole aim of society needs to be changed. This needs to be discussed. The idea that we'll continue this is saying from Einstein, the idea that we'll continue to make the same mistake and not get the same bad result, that is madness. Now, seeing as this, I'm saying it's an ideological problem and it's a religious problem. Religion, ideology, of course, they're very closely interlinked. Serious discussion is required of what is the actual goal of life. Now, that is allowed, of course, in open societies, and it goes on 
on YouTube with, um, I, I do it all the time. I'm just one among many and there, there are m much more prominent persons than myself who discuss this. But the idea of an open society is that everyone's entitled to their opinion. And then everyone can just pursue life in the way they like within certain parameters, not, for instance, not blowing people up. But it's not working, is it? You may say it's working to some extent, but the very fact that there is terrorism, fear, and the kind of anomie, that's a word used in sociology, kind of anomie, like, just, like, just can't fit in, and just sense of personal disenfranchisement. The idea that let just let everyone think what they like and do what they like, it's not working. We sh what is the actual goal of life? That should be seriously and urgently discussed to give society direction. The leaders of society, they are overseeing the, the economy and the military and domestic law and order making laws about this, laws about that. But actual leadership of society means they have to give direction also. Now, there is separation of church and state. But it's become so separated that religion is just something out on the edge. It's, it has gives no... It's not allowed to give direction to the the government and the way the society is run. You may say, well, that's a major danger. That, that's what the terrorists want to do, right? They want to bring in a caliphate and they want to bring in a rule of religion. It's not necessarily a bad thing. If religion is actually religion. So this needs to be discussed really urgently, seriously, and formally with an aim of seeing what is the direction of society. Now, I'm, now this is something which might ring alarm bells, talking about religious leadership of society. But what do we mean by religion? We should know what is real religion. Let's discuss this. Let all the big leaders of the parliaments and the, uh, the, the military and the intellectuals and the big business magnates, they don't think about that, they just want to make money. Let them come together and discuss how can we know what is real religion? There should be. Okay, I'm going to give some idea. If we see mercy, purity, truthfulness, and austerity or discipline, then we can know that is real religion. There should be mercy, not heartless slaughter, either of human beings or even of animals. There should be a sense of wanting to, or at least the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto yourselves. Ah, does that apply to animals also? That should be considered. You can't expect peace in society when there are 
animals are being mercilessly slaughtered. There's the law of karma. That should also be understood. Purity. We can't expect to pump people's brains full of material desire and lust and expect that people will have clean hearts. Without clean hearts, how can there be purity? How can they be a real religion? Discipline and austerity, that has to be there in, in society and in people's lives and for pursuing the higher goal of life and most or, or central, the, the truth, which means knowledge. People think that religion is just some kind of sentiment or belief, but there is not, we should find out, is there knowledge actually of God? Can we understand who is God? What is our relationship with him? What does he want us to do? He doesn't want us to go and suicide bomb. What does he actually want us to do? Unless we establish within society knowledge of God, consciousness of God, practice of religion more than lip service, purity of heart, mercy, then we can expect terrorism will continue. Unfortunately, the, the terrorists, they see this lacking within society, but due to lack of proper direction or, or rather misdirection, they continue with their terroristic activities. Now it's flared up at the present time. There's so much discussion about terrorism in Bangladesh. Well, it, it's, yeah, terrorism in Bangladesh. But after some time, it will die down. Then again, it will flare up. That's likely. Or it may continue. I remember in 1969, there were riots in Belfast, Catholics against Protestants. And it was unexpected, but it was expected that it would die down in a few days. But it went on for years. The, the, the seeds of it flaring up are always latent there, in, but it's died down for the time being. But then again, it will come up because the, the seeds are still there. But even now in Bangladesh, I was just looking at the Bengali, the Bangla, in Bangladesh, the, the Bengali newspapers. I was looking online. I read Bengali to see what is their coverage of the terrorism situation. And what's, what's the featured on the top? The, the top of the scroll is cricket. You know, terrorism's going on and the, the first thing they're showing is cricket. What, a, what an empty-headed approach to life. The top news is cricket. You see, people are more... That's why the terrorism will go on. Because we're being fed with a diet of, of nothingness. Just fluff in Bangladesh also. That, should that be the, the most important thing that people have to think about is cricket? Especially when the whole country is literally on fire. Just see the, the empty-headedness. 
Now I'm saying that the leaders of society should come together and discuss these things, but just talking won't help. Talking's going on. But there is a program needed to institute actual religion based on mercy, purity, discipline and austerity and spiritual knowledge. When I say discipline, I'm not talking about do it or you get whipped. But that, that a sense of self-discipline, that, that has to be propagated. By force, feelings of love of God won't come around, won't, won't come about. What will do it is the chanting of the holy names. By chanting the holy names as recommended, the holy names of God as recommended in all religions, that will bring purification of heart. But that has to be accompanied by a deep, hard look at all the religious processes going on. Again, I'm saying, and people don't like to even think about it, but religious processes that are based or on or condone mass animal slaughter, there's something seriously wrong there. You can't have peace in society. The laws of God, the laws of karma will not allow it. And that's why people don't want to discuss with us because we say these things. They want to have the kingdom of God without God. You think you're going to go to the kingdom of God and there'll be a slaughterhouse there with the animals screaming and blood everywhere? Chanting the holy names is required, but people, we have to... Let people know and let people understand. Let's be clear and honest about it. We, we can't have a veneer of being nice while we're causing so much pain to other living beings. That, that proclivity to cause pain to others for fulfillment of our ends spills over into terrorism, human on human. Pornography should be stopped. And I have to say on this point, I 100% agree with the Taliban. And any civilized person should. And it shouldn't require a lot of, exp or any explanation. Pornography is wrong. Just stop it. It does no good to human society whatsoever. It does tremendous harm. The whole mind the minds of people are polluted. Just stop it. Why, why do not the governments of, of the world stop it? Money, money, money. It's a huge business. So money rules the world. Principles don't rule the world. You can see just from the very fact that pornography is a multi-billion dollar business. Stop it. Let, let, the, let the big leaders and governments and... They're all praising the great leader of our society. Stop this pornography. And even, even apart from hardcore pornography, why is it? Again, I'm talking of going to the newspaper. When you go to the newspapers, they always, newspaper nowadays is online, isn't it? So they're, they're, they're always the pictures of pretty women, in, often in a state of semi-undress or worse. Why? Why, why should you promote this? All right, sexual attraction is there in human society. But 
excessively fanning lust. This is the kind of thing that Arnold Toynbee was talking about, that we have the pursuit of an objective which is spiritually wrong. Something seriously wrong. And don't say it's in the name of art and individual expression. What art? <laughs> then there should be the in, institute in, on the on the base of knowledge. The knowledge is lacking in human society that we are spiritual beings. We do not die when the body dies. This knowledge is required, and on the basis of that. Instituting, and again, we can't do it by force, but by giving education, we should institute that people need to have spiritual discipline in their life. Uh, for instance, rising early to worship God, all these things. Now, you may say, well, that's very wrong. You shouldn't educate people. But you educate people all the time. You educate them to drink beer. You educate them to watch sports, you educate them to dress in a certain way. So why not see what is the highest goal of life and educate people in that? You, know, you, you say, well, it's an open, free society, but actually people are influenced by mass indoctrination is going on. And I, that's there. That's there in human society. All societies have their cultures. So it's not that everyone just has their free choice to do it. They, theoretically, yes, but practically everyone is influenced by the culture they're raised in. So let us, let us, those who are thoughtful, let us direct the society in such a way that there will be purity of heart. What is terrorism but an, an expression of gross impurity of heart? There are, there are various levels of it, but it's seeing the situation within society, but not they want to reform that or radically reform it. And they want to do it quickly. They don't believe in the democratic system or whatever it may be. They want to do it by force. Uh, and by horrible means. So that is, their horrible means means it's not purity of heart. Uh, purity of heart means we should see all living beings are part and parcel of God. This, uh, this lack of knowledge of the fact of reincarnation, which is deny, or it's, it's just... There's tremendous circumstantial evidence for it. Just like if you find circumstantial evidence. You hear a loud bang in the next room. You hear a scream. You go in the next room and you see someone lying dead and they're, they're shot with a bullet in their head and someone's holding a smoking gun. So you didn't see them shoot the other person, but it's very strong circumstantial evidence that they did. So there is tremendous circumstantial evidence that reincarnation is a fact, which means that most 
religions or the Abrahamic religions, they're based on a major mistake. And they, th they have this idea that people are going, they're just thrown by God into hell forever. They're thrown into hell forever, so, well, we'll just hurry them. They're going to go to hell forever, so we'll just hurry them along the way. We'll help them, help them along the way. It's serious problems in the understanding of, of what is life. Chanting the holy names, that will purify the world atmosphere. We in the Hare Krishna movement, we are small and insignificant in numbers, but we have an ancient and very important message to convey. Chant the holy names of God. It, you may have in your religion, whatever that may be. We chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Undoubtedly, the problems of society, it's not just terrorism, there are so many problems. That's a major problem in society. Impending environmental disaster, that's another major problem. We may say impending, well, it's practically upon us, isn't it? There are so many problems, in, apart from religious fanaticism and terrorism, there's an atmosphere of poisonous atmosphere with within society. Very complex problems. They cannot be solved simply by talking about it. We need a program of chanting the holy names to purify the world. Now, okay, it's another YouTube talk and it'll get a few hits and uh, some people may like, give a few thumbs up and some will give some thumbs down. How are we to communicate this to the leaders of the world? The thing is that people, they want the kingdom of God without God. They want to have their empty-headed society. Empty-headed, we have Oxford University, we have Harvard University, but yes, no doubt there are many very intelligent people, but they're missing the point of existence. So... It's like putting a message in a bottle. Is anyone there? Is anyone there? Please take it serious. Take it up. It's our humble request. Society is very much in the wrong direction. Terrorism is a both a symptom of that wrong direction and a cause of going off in another wrong direction. Let's get it right. Can we get it right? Our answer is yes. We can, we must do. There is a means. Will the people of the world take it seriously? Especially the leaders of society. Will they take it seriously? That remains to be seen. I'm doing my duty in speaking these things. The leaders, if they're actually to be leaders, they should do their duty by taking this up very seriously. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Rama Hare Hare.
Vancha kalpa tarubhyas Dante nitai chernakang padayane patta kritba chaka kushataveta na humravimi. He sadava sakala eva vihaya durat. Goranga chandra charane kuruta anuraga. Parivada tu jano yatata tava. Nanumokaro navayang vicharayava. Hari rasa madira madati mata. Bhuvi vilotama nartaman. 